0: You are locked on, Cougars. Welcome into a Friday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there in Cougar Nation. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. We are going to talk a little bit about what's going on with the Big 12 and their new commissioner search. What should this conference be looking for? Obviously, BYU will have a vested interest in all of this as they go into a new conference. We'll also talk a little bit about what's going on with BYU football coming out of spring ball. We need to talk about some new positions being created for BYU and how I believe it's a sign that BYU is doing the right thing with regards to their preparations to join the Big 12 as well. So we'll get to all that as well as catching you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news and previewing the weekend ahead and all things BYU sports as well. So we'll have plenty to get to and not a lot of time to get to it. So let's get rolling here. This is the locked on Cougars podcast for April 8th, 2022. <laughs> locked on cougars your daily podcast on the byu cougars part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. First, a word, and apology for yesterday's podcast. Had some issues getting it up in time. So we are here on a Friday making sure you guys are ready for the weekend. So consider this a as a combo, uh, if you want, if you uh, want to, like, Swan it as that, you can go a Thursday, Friday podcast, but mainly uh, big talking points for both of these podcasts I had planned out. They'll kind of meld into one. So I, I don't think it necessarily uh, we're going to. How do I say this? Uh, We're not going to miss out on a lot, let's put it this way, with today's podcast. All right, uh, getting going on today's show, though. The BYU football program has wrapped up Spring Ball and been endeavoring all week long to talk about some of the takeaways coming out of Spring Ball. And I think the biggest thing is BYU is now investing in this program at a clip that is unprecedented in my mind. And that unprecedented word was the word that Tom Homo and the BYU Athletic Department used when they announced the new deal for Kalani Sitake during the offseason, earlier this offseason, I should Say. And I think that BYU has been very smart about how they've been allocating money towards this program because I think, and let me be very clear about this the brain trust inside the BYU athletic department, Tom Homo, his uh, associate athletic directors, Kalani Satake, etc. I think they always understood what it was going to take for BYU to compete at the Power 5 level going into the Big 12. There was some convincing of people beyond them, above them, in terms of uh, church and school hierarchy, who maybe needed a little more, quote-unquote, schooling to the game with regards to how much it was going to take for BYU to compete going into the Big 12. Either those people either got on board or essentially somebody told those people to get out of the way, and now BYU is investing in this program at the rate that I believe they should. Are they ever going to be one of these powerhouses like a Florida with Billy Napier, their new head coach, who hires, what was it, was 70, 80, maybe 100 people? No, they're not going to do that. But BYU, for years, and I mean years, has worked with a bare-bones staff in the BYU football program. There are four full full-time staffers currently working behind the scenes for BYU. There are student assistants, and you have, of course, the 11 football coaches headed by Kalani Sitake and his 10 assistants. To have 15 full-time staffers in the program when you have programs in this very state, looking at the University of Utah, looking at Utah State, who have more full-time staffers behind the scenes and overall on their football staffs than BYU did, it was just not going to work. So I am glad the BYU has announced that they are hiring some new positions. I think some of these positions probably are already filled, but they posted earlier this week four new administration jobs, which are behind the scenes jobs. The first one is the director of player personnel. This is going to report to the football chief of staff, by the way. That might be a fifth position that's going to be created because the football chief of staff does not exist under BYU's umbrella currently. But this director of player personnel essentially is the GM of the BYU football program. They are tracking play tracking, excuse me, not tracking, tracking players coming in and out of the program, targeting what BYU needs to look at for the coming season in recruiting. So, for example, they look at the roster and say, okay, we need two quarterbacks in this class, we need to go after three linemen, all that stuff. They are monitoring like an NFL GM does, the comings and goings of the players in the program. And that's something I think is absolutely critical for BYU to manage, especially considering they have to deal with the mission element that most programs out there, even programs in this state, BYU you, excuse me, Utah and Utah State they don't deal with the missionary issue that BYU does to the degree that the Cougars do you have to have somebody who is on top of this there has been roster mismanagement under Kalani Satake in his early tenure that BYU is still having a reckoning with trying to balance it out this director of player personnel is going to be very important to handle that job Another position they're hiring for is the director of football equipment operations. This seems like a pretty sweet gig, folks, because it says on the description it is gonna um, the director of equipment operations designs, delivers, evaluates, and manages standard and extraordinary equipment and branding experiences for NCAA Division One recruits, student athletes, coaches, administrators, alumni, and fans. Essentially, you'll be working with Nike BYU's graphic design teams, uh, the B- the people in uh, up there in Beaverton, Oregon at Nike to design the. Best Best and freshest gear for BYU fans. That seems like a pretty sweet gig, and I think it is something that is absolutely going to be a bigger and bigger element of recruiting. These kids, the 18 year olds coming out of high school, they want nothing more than the best swag they can possibly get their hands on. If BYU can get on the forefront of that, and maybe they're behind the times a little bit in hiring this position, but if you can get on it and build this a little bit, I think it could be very cool. And the best part is it also mentions alumni and fans. So if you are a guy or a gal who out there likes to rock your BYU gear, this could be a position that could see some really cool new gear coming to BYU. Now, other uh, positions being hired for is the director of player development. This will be also be reporting to the chief of staff. This includes being the football department's football departments liaison with important campus entities and departments, including the student athlete academic center on and off campus housing departments and the student life department. These positions are to help uh, the young men in the football program adapt to life at BYU succeed in the classroom and also make sure that they have the ability to succeed on the field by not having the off field distractions that are behind the scenes that can absolutely derail guys. So I think the biggest thing is looking at all these different positions that BYU is hiring for I take away the BYU understands what they're going up against but at the same time they're making sure that each one of these players and coaches feels like they have an opportunity to have some of the off-field burdens that they typically have had to shoulder under the previous regimes and eras of BYU football taken off of their hands and the best part is it allows them to focus a little more closely on the on-field product for BYU we all know the BYU and The Cougars, they want to win at a high level. Oh, and I forgot, there's one other one, Director of Campus Experience. This is more of an on-campus recruiting deal where student-athletes, prospective student-athletes, come on campus. They make sure that they have a great experience. That's the other position that's being hired for. The overall investment in this program, I think, is something that you absolutely should be excited for. I'm hopeful that BYU will continue to add bodies behind the scenes. I'm glad they're hiring for at least these four positions. As I said, taking some of the distractions and some of the stress of the off-field stuff that can affect on-field performance out of coaches, players, and administrators' hands, giving to these other folks and letting them that beat. Letting that be their singular focus. It's the right way to do things. It's BYU, quote-unquote, getting with the times and catching up with some of their compatriots out there at the top level of football. And we all know... The the winning at the Power 5 level, it corresponds with spending money. There's no doubt about that. Is BYU ever going to spend the top dollar in college football? No, they will not do that. But they are finally investing more resources into this program, something I have harped on for years on this podcast. Any of you who are longtime listeners know how much it means to me to see BYU investing in this program, and I'm very glad to see it starting to really come to fruition. I'm glad that whatever needed to happen, happened to get the investment into this program because BYU is going to be making more money As a member of the Big 12 than they've ever made as a previous football entity out there, why not give them the resources to continue to succeed on the football field? It's only going to get tougher from here, my friends, and BYU needs to be ready for that. These off-the-field roles, they may seem trivial in some ways, but I can guarantee you they are absolutely critical to on-field success for the BYU football program, especially as they get ready for the Big 12. Speaking of the Big 12, let's talk about what I believe BYU fans and just fans of the big 12 across the new conference landscape should be looking for when it comes to their new conference commissioner. We'll get to some of my thoughts on that here in just a moment. First though, today's show is brought to you in part by our friends at built bar and my friends, I am a huge fan of built bar. I'm actually going to grab this right here. Uh, that right there is a uh, let's see, banana bread flavor which is actually one of the underrated flavors I feel like in the Built Bar pantheon of the different Built Bars out there. But the best part is about Built Bar, they are the most delicious protein bars that I have ever had and more importantly Built Bar is partnering with BYU Football via name, image and likeness agreement with all the members of the BYU Football program to make sure that these student athletes are taken care of and they're being recognized for their efforts on the field. BYU football players receive money via Built Bar for being Brand ambassadors. Well, guess what? When you buy Built Bars, you can b- help be part of the solution to give that money to the BYU football program. It's an indirect way, but it's a great way all the same because you get to enjoy delicious protein bars, and we're also going to save you some coin on your own Built Bars. Get to Built.com right now. Use the promo code Locked15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D15 for fifteen percent off your order. You heard that right. Promo code Locked15 at Built.com. More importantly, support the BYU football program and do it by supporting our friends. That's kabotaorangedays.com Time now to talk a little bit about what the Big 12 has got going on with obviously with the announcement earlier this week of Bob Bullsby deciding that he will step down later this year. I wanted to talk for a little bit about what I think BYU should be doing as a football entity and what BYU fans should be looking at with regards to who they want or who they should consider to be the next Big 12 commissioner. Now, I don't profess to be an expert in how commissioners are selected. I'm not going to say, well, this is who they should be looking for. This is why. I'm not going to try and do that. I'm going to try and express what I believe that the Big 12 as a whole, BYU, uh, any of the old guard in the Big 12, like at Kansas State and Oklahoma State, what I believe that the conference as a whole should be looking at when it comes to their new commissioner. I said previously this week that I think Oliver Luck should be the pick. Barry Trammell, who works for the Oklahoman out there in Oklahoma has been a long time observer of Big 12 football. He said as such on DJ and PK in the morning, the show that I work for on a day-to-day basis on the Zone Sports Network, so I feel like I'm not too far off base in saying that I believe Oliver Luck should be the pick, but let's talk about more of what what should this new commissioner, some of his qualifications be. The first thing, they're obviously going to have to be a negotiator. There is a new TV deal, a grant of rights that's coming into effect. BYU is not going to get a full share of their Big 12 cut until this new grant of rights, this new TV deal is put together and it's supposed to be implemented by 2025. The new nego- negotiations for that are going to start here relatively soon. I would imagine as soon as BYU enters the Big 12 next year, those negotiations probably get underway. They'll involve ESPN, Fox, CBS, all the different TV entities out there, probably some streaming services. You have to have a commissioner who is comfortable negotiating and you have to be able to bust some balls sometimes as a negotiator. You have to go and fight for your conference's ability to be a viable entity for these programs. A team like BYU is actually going to be a chip for the Big 12 in these negotiations. You can guarantee this new commissioner will understand the value that BYU as a brand will bring and they will be part of this. But you have to be somebody who is able to get deals done and be able to drive a hard bargain at times. You have to stand up for your conference and get the best deal for your member schools. Now, another thing they've got to be very wary of is the new era of college football and college athletics as a whole. The NCAA recently has uh, rewritten essentially their charter, the constitution of the NCAA, and they're going to let each one of the divisions, Division One, Division Two, Division Three determine their destiny essentially moving forward the ncaa is trying to go hands off they don't want any uh, part of the bad publicity they've had for years Uh, they've kind of brought that upon themselves in my opinion i think the ncaa uh, is an entity that wants nothing more than to have all the control but none of the responsibility for the repercussions of holding that control now With this new commissioner coming in, whether they're hired in the next 90 days, as we've heard from Lawrence Skuvanik, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, the uh, Texas Tech president, he said they wanted to have this done in 90 days or less. Uh, they have to understand that the new NCAA model, the Division I model in particular, especially the Autonomous Five, which the Big 12 is a member of, it's going to be a very different future. They're going to be part of crafting that future. So essentially, it's a part two of that negotiation. They have to be able to go and work with these other conference commissioners out there in the SEC, the Big 10, Pac-12, and the ACC at the Power Five level, and obviously the G5 commissioners at the Division I level are going to have their say as well. And you have to be able to work in lockstep. In collaboration with them for to build the new era of the NCAA, but at the same time, represent the Big 12's best interests in those negotiations. The next part, I also think that BYU and Big 12 fans as a whole should be looking for with regards to a commissioner. I believe it has to be an individual who is very comfortable making hard decisions. And what I mean by that is they have to come in and understand what the landscape is going to look like for this conference, because there's a lot of people out there. You guys have heard it. The Big 8 plus 4, well, it's the joke about the Pac-10 plus 2. You know, you get what I'm talking about. A lot of people out there who are saying, well, the Big 12 is not going to be a power conference moving forward. Well, let's be real. The SEC and the Big 10 sure feel like they are got a sizable lead on the rest of the Power 5, so it may end up being the Big 2, the next 3, and then the small fry 5. I don't know how we're going to determine that moving forward. But the Big 12, I feel like you have to have a guy who comes in and understands what he is working for. He's Working in the interest of these twelve members of, well, I said fourteen members in the case of Texas and Oklahoma, but they're going to be departing for the SEC. So maybe you don't care as much for them, but you care about the twelve teams who are going to remain in this conference, and you have to make hard decisions. Do you make a decision in 2025 to expand to fourteen teams once Texas and Oklahoma jump out? Do you bring in a Boise State as a travel partner for BYU while also adding another program, say like a Memphis or maybe USF can finally get their crap together? They can be a nice travel partner for UCF. Do you do that? You have to make hard decisions, and you've got to sell your various uh, university presidents. So in in BYU's case, Kevin Worthen is going to be part of this. He is going to be making decisions for his university, and this commissioner is going to have to come in and sell Kevin Worthen as well as the other 11 university presidents, chancellors, whatever their title may be, on his vision for this conference, you've got to work in collaboration with these presidents, but you have to be a guy who's willing to make hard decisions. I actually thought Bob Bolsby was going to be a very good guy to have leading the Big 12 into this new era. He's 70 years old. He decided, you know what, it's time for me to step aside. Big Bolsby is going to remain with the conference. He's under contract through 2025. They put him under contract in theory to lead them through this next negotiation. He feels like it's time for him to step aside, but he will be a sounding board for this new commissioner. And like I said, I my money's on Oliver Luck. I think Oliver Luck has got the experience at every level of the sporting universe you want him to have. But who knows? I never thought George Klyovkov was going to be the the Pac-12 commissioner. He comes over from MGM in the entertainment realm and So far, so good for him. He's actually been a very capable commissioner in my mind. I know that we're not talking Pac-12 football here, but this new commissioner, they've got to come in and essentially... Bring all parties together. You got the old eight, the where the quote unquote big eight of the of the Big Twelve that are remaining in the conference. You have the new four coming in. You could potentially add two or four more if you decide to do that. You essentially got to come in and play peacemaker and unify this group into one mass. And can that be done? <sighs> maybe uh, you you maybe will have. Certain things where everybody works in locks up, but there's going to be other issues where certain universities are going to say that's non-negotiable for us. This is our stance. This is where we stand. Other universities will say, well, we stand this way on this issue. And you have to be able to make that hard decision and say we're going to drive in this direction, even if it means that some of your member schools may not be as keen on you doing that. So this is going to be a very very interesting era that BYU enters as they enter the Big 12. This new commissioner is going to be an interesting person because they're going to be the neophyte on the Power 5 scene. I know Klyovkov, George Klyovkov has not been on the job with the Pac-12 very long. I believe four of the five commissioners of the Power 5 co- conferences now have been hired since 2020, 2019 at the very latest. Um, I believe it's Greg Sankey at the SEC is the longest tenure Power 5 commissioner now at seven years. So all of these commissioners have not been in these jobs very long. There were guys that were in these jobs for two and three decades. Uh, who was the big, tw- big 10 commissioner that was there? Uh, Jim Delaney for years it felt like three decades leading the big 10. It's a different era at the power five level. These new power brokers, these commissioners, they have to represent their conferences interest while at the same time, trying to build a better future for all parties involved at the, at the college level. And, I don't envy the position. I think it'd be a ton of fun to have that job in many ways, but at the same time, it's a whole lot of stress you're carrying on your shoulders at the same time. So it'll be interesting to see who the, Big 12 settles on, like I said, my money, it's on Oliver Luck. If they want to make a move in the next 90 days, I think Oliver Luck is the guy. Uh, something I did not realize, and this is what Barry Trammell talked about, is that Oliver Luck has actually been a consultant for the Big 12 over the past year or so. So he has already been inside working on the inside with the Big 12. He seems like a natural guy to move in. Uh, for those of you who don't know who he is, Oliver Luck is a guy who's got a lot of degree from the University of Texas. He is the father of Andrew Luck, who obviously went to Stanford. He was an AD at West Virginia, who was a member of the Big 12 currently. He's been the commissioner of the XFL, the first version that Vince well, I guess not the first version, the second version the Vince McMahon rebooted. Uh, version 3 is coming next year, but he's not involved in that at all. He's worked at NCAA headquarters. He has got all of the experience in the college realm that you could possibly want for an administrator. If you want one of the guys who's a so-called traditional background as a Big 12 commissioner, all of her luck for my money is the guy to chase. There's also been talk about WCC Commissioner Gloria Navarez. She's an a good job with the West Coast Conference, and BYU's very familiar with her, obviously, from their time in the WCC. She's been talked about. She's an administrator who worked at the University of Oklahoma, so she's got ties to a Big 12 country. Be interesting to see if they decide to do that, or does the Big 12 opt to do what the Pac-12 did and go outside the box? Go find a guy like George Klyovkov, who may not be working in the traditional sense, but has all of the uh, business acumen, the background in terms of putting deals together, that type of stuff. Maybe you go outside the box and try and find a guy who's more of a business-oriented or entertainment-oriented person who brings a new and unique perspective to the Big 12. Very interesting times to come, but like I said, my favorite, the guy that I would hire right now, it's Oliver Luck. We'll see how it all shakes out, but coming up in just a moment, we're going to catch up on everything else that happened in BYU sports over the past couple of days, while also looking ahead to this weekend in BYU sports. A number of teams in action. We'll break that down for you guys here momentarily. First, though, today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and sports information. I'm serious about this. Baseball is underway. I'm wearing my Mariners cap. It was opening day officially for Major League Baseball yesterday, albeit delayed. It's opening day for my M's today. I am sincerely hoping they can make me happy this year and end that just Awful, awful streak. 21 years of no playoff baseball in the Emerald City. Well, I'm hoping they can end that this year. And if you want to bet on any of the futures for baseball, you want to go game by game with your team, if you think you're an expert when it comes to betting baseball, betonline.net is the spot for you guys. Uh, If you still want to get some live odds on the Masters this week, you can do that as well. It's all available now at betonline.net. They have all of the odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues going on. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports information as well, including live betting, as we already mentioned, e-sports and scores, along with futures odds, all of that. Head to the website today, that's betonline.net, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you now. It's all courtesy of your friends over there at BetOnline, where the game starts. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need. all right, time now to talk a little bit about what's going on with BYU sports. The BYU women's tennis team beat San Francisco in West Coast Conference action yesterday 4-3. Congratulations to Dave Porter and his squad on the win there. BYU baseball opened their series against Santa Clara in fine fashion, beating the Broncos 5-1. 17 strikeouts for the Cougars at home against the Broncos. Now, BYU, I believe, uh, outside so they beat Gonzaga in the first game of their series in pretty impressive fashion, then ended up losing the next two at home. Yeah. Hopefully BYU can continue the hot streak they had against Santa Clara tonight. Those two teams will square off once again 6 o'clock Mountain Time. The weather here along the Wasatch Front is supposed to be absolutely beautiful. It'll be a beautiful day to go out and watch some collegiate baseball. The best backdrop in college baseball is at Miller Park. So get out there if you have an opportunity to do so this evening. Once again, a 6 o'clock start. It'll be on BYU TV and also the BYU Sports Network on radio if you're not able to make it out to the ballpark. But, But I would encourage you to take that opportunity. BYU Softball will also be in action. They are hosting LMU at Gail Miller Fields right across the way from Miller Park. They have a doubleheader tonight. It'll be a 5 o'clock and a 7 o'clock first pitch for both of those games. Those games will also be on BYU TV and the BYU TV app if you want to tune into that. Softball off to a phenomenal start this season. Heavy favorites to win the West Coast Conference yet again this year, and for good reason. They've absolutely been rocking and rolling, and very fun to see that. Men's and women's track and field teams are splitting their squads this weekend. Part of the squad is headed to Tempe, Arizona, for the Sun Angel Classic, which is hosted by Arizona State. Other athletes are headed to Fayetteville, Arkansas, for the John McDonald Invitational, which is hosted by the University of Arkansas. So big opportunities for the track and field athletes this weekend. Men's tennis is in San Francisco, taking on USF in Action. that's at noon mountain time uh today friday if you want to check that out there's a link i believe on cougarscom if you want a live stream of that contest and then the final thing i wanted to pass along to you guys oh excuse me there's a third uh thing i need to talk about with track and field also some athletes headed to logan so three ways the track and field team is going. Uh, some athletes headed to the Aggie Invitational up there at Ralph Mond Track Stadium in Logan, Utah. And then men's volleyball in action tonight. They are in Stanford, California. Palo Alto taking on the Stanford Cardinal. The men's volleyball program, it's been a very rough season by BYU standards. Uh, the r- r- roughest season since the early 90s, if you go by most metrics. Well, they have an opportunity here to go to Maples Pavilion both tonight and tomorrow night and hopefully have some big matches against the Stanford. Cardinal will be rooting on uh, the Cougars in that. Tomorrow uh, men's tennis is taking on Santa Clara out there in Santa Clara, California. That'll be at noon Mountain Time. Also the women's softball program will be having their series finale against LMU at 1 o'clock Mountain Time on BYUtv.org will be streaming there. Women's soccer takes on uh, UVU tomorrow at Haas Field in Provo. Uh, It'll be a 12 o'clock start there if you want to get out and watch the women's soccer team in spring action. And then BYU baseball wraps up their series against Santa Clara tomorrow. It'll be a noon start, a matinee start out there at Miller Park if you want to f- round out your weekend by watching the baseball program in action, hoping that baseball can pick up all three wins over Santa Clara. It'd be very important, I feel like, for their confidence, their psyche, Just everything that goes in to confidence at the Division I level. But a busy weekend ahead in BYU sports. And, of course, we will be back on Monday recapping it all for you guys. We'll probably talk more about some spring football outcomes. But something we're going to start next week. You've been talking about it. And I finally settled on what we are going to do. The 100-day countdown. We're going to start it next week. It's been something I've been working on. A lot of you had suggestions for this and it's actually a kind of a brilliant idea that came from our good friend Jordan Jolly. I, I, Jordan, I, I, it's George Joll on Twitter. I'm assuming it's Jolly, but Jordan, you can correct me on that if I'm wrong. He had a brilliant idea. I said I was going to do the 100 greatest players in BYU football history and that's proven to be a pretty daunting thing to put together a list of 100 of the greatest players across 50 plus years of BYU sports. I was really taking it back to the start of the Lavelle era. I'm actually going to carve this up and Jordan had a brilliant idea. He said, how about you do the 50 best players of the independent era for BYU, while also doing 50 players of the era uh, before that. So essentially, the Bronco Mendenhall, Gary Croton, and Lavella. Uh, edwards era and even beyond that we'll probably get a few players like uh um who am i a uh, virgil carter who predated lavelle will probably be on that list i think that's absolutely brilliant so that's what we're gonna do we'll probably do the 50 greatest players not in the independent era and then 50 players of the independent era the best 50 players of the past decade or so in byu sports We'll probably alternate every other day and it'll be a fun way to count down essentially the way to get an uh, uh, a fun way, excuse me, to count us down to BYU football. We're 148 days away today from BYU football. Obviously, weekends will factor into that, so need to get it started here relatively quickly. So there you go. That is where we're going to start next week. The 50 greatest players in BYU history outside of the independent era, and then the 50 greatest independent era football players for the Cougars. Should be a fun way to do it, so stay tuned for that next week, and a whole lot more. We'll cover you every single day when it comes to BYU sports. Want to encourage you guys now, after making us your first listen, to the first listen of the day, to get over and check out the Locked On NFL Draft pro- Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, if I can get those words out of my mouth. Apologies for that, but you guys can go out and check that out. They're bringing the draft to life every single day. They got you covered top to bottom when it comes to the draft, which is coming up later this month. If you want to be on top of it, check out the Locked On NFL Draft. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. That is going to do it, my friends. Hope you guys have had a fantastic day, regardless whenever you hear this, whether it's early in the morning, late at night, or just midday. Hope you guys are all doing great. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Enjoy the baseball this weekend. Go Mariners. I know that it probably sounds bizarre that I'm a Mariners fan, but I can't give up on my voice. So. At the same time, enjoy your weekend. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 8th. 2022 and we will talk to you guys on monday A hey, prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today